Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Wide Open Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Garrison, and I'm joined by the one and only Dan Zeller. What's going on, Dan? Hey, what's up? We are on episode 11. Uh, we got a couple of episodes into the road trip, but we're back in the uh, the kill house here, the uh, the eagle's nest. The, yeah. The OG, the mothership. The mothership. We're back here. In Summer's the- gone. Boom. Here we are. It, it It is starting to feel like fall here in Indy. Um, past couple of years, it's just been a little hot. But, man, we're transitioning quickly. Um, my gosh, you fixed us drinks. Yes. I can't wait to talk about yeah. the drinks. The drink um, ready to go. My goodness. Oh, there's so much to cover. There's so <laughs> many goals that have been hit. There are so many new objectives that have been created. I'm ready to get into it. How about you? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this. All right. Episode 11 of Wide Open Podcast. Here we go. Episode 11 of Wide Open Podcast. We're here. It's been a minute. We're looking back. It's been since May. Yeah, that's since hard to believe. Since you and I have been on the mic together. I'm so motherfucking pumped. Uh, you can you can edit it out if you want to. You know, whatever. You know. <laughs> with our good. With our it's worldwide good. audience. I appreciate the, the, uh, uh, the energy. Gosh, I cannot. <laughs> um, man, let's start off the way we start off every episode with the drink review. I made you a what drink. What you got for us? I made you a drink. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. Turn out. This is an old, old recipe. Uh, I just discovered it this past year. It's an old British recipe. It's called the Gimlet. I think that's how you pronounce it. I, I sure hope that's how you pronounce it. Mm. I hate sounding stupid. But it's uh, pretty simple. You, uh, it's a uh, gin. Got to have a good gin. I didn't bring the best gin. Yeah. New Amsterdam, it's it's, uh, craft stuff. (laughs) It's It's made locally here in in Indianapolis. (laughs) It's it's a twelve dollar bottle of gin. Don't don't come at me. But anyway, you're supposed to mix it. It's supposed to be with a lime cordial, but nobody's got time for that. So what's a lime cordial? Lime cordial is when you like you uh, you mix you'll heat or blend like uh, sugar, water, lime peel, and a chemical there's a chemical you put in it it's like it's a very simple it's like a simple syrup for lime it's kind of like a simple syrup so any yeah the, the the cordial has sulfate is it carbon sulfate that's probably poisonous i don't i'm just making stuff up now i'm not a chemical <laughs> carbon i can't oxide. think of it I, I just, but any, and so any cordial would have this in it so if you're drinking like okay. limeade i mean yeah so Normally, that's what you do, but you can get close enough if you just do fresh lime juice and simple syrup. Just mix those together. Throw it all in the shaker. You know, like a couple couple of ounces of the gin, a little bit of the simple syrup, and an f- entire lime. Mm. Squeeze the lime. Mix it all together. Garnish it with a lime wheel. And here you go. You can try it out. Well, I'm going to be honest here. Okay. I've already tried out. 
two. This is three. Mm-hmm. It's number three. Uh, they're really good. Um, I did not realize how much I just liked simple lime drinks. Yeah. So pretty much everything I do at home, I'm just sitting around watching a football game. Mm. Just lime, soda water, uh, vodka. You know. Yeah. With the gin. Gin. Emily likes uh, gin in her drinks, but sometimes, sometimes the gin is just too dry, and I just I get kind of that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Kind yeah. Of, no, this gin one's so yeah, good. Gin is not. Great. Nobody just goes and like does shots of shit. It's like give me another that shot is of gin. True. It's like no, never, no, nobody does that. Been next to someone that's worth a yeah. shot of gin. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta mix it into something. So this it's turned out it's turned out pretty good. That's awesome. Uh, I've already got the score in my head. All right, yeah, you still gotta score it, even though we're doing things out of order. What was this? The gimlet. The gimlet. You might as well call it the gauntlet. I know you keep the, go- like, you the keep gimlet. <laughs> the gimlet gauntlet. All right, I'm, I'm going to do a pretend drink. All right, yeah. I've already. Yeah, I'm, you got it. For the sound effect. Mm-hmm. You don't even have anything left. You're going to have to really slurp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 7-2. 7-2. Yep. All right. That's respectable. That's what I had in my head right after it. I agree. And 7-2s. I mean, it's solid. It's just a solid that's the only solid. drink we've had with gin in it. It is, I think. Did I make? <sighs> I need to keep a catalog mm-hmm. of the previous drinks. Mm-hmm. Did I ever make you the strawberry gin smash? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a very summer drink. I'm gonna have to do that here before I. It'll be good to do it during the fall. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what the. <laughs> What's your ankle, bro? <laughs> I got to do that one. No, the next drink I'm making for you is going to be fire. It's going to be, mm. I'm saving it. I've got my ace in the hole. It's a, it's 10 out of 10. I can't wait. Oh man. I can't wait to show you. It, it's a secret weapon. I haven't, mm. I haven't talked about it. haven't brought it up. I'm just, I'm scared. Like I got to get all these sevens out of the way. So that you like kind of get calloused and then you, <laughs> you get to this drink and you're like, it's life changing. Oh, I can't wait. Uh. Took you twelve episodes. No, to uh, yeah, it's a really secret. Unleash the hammer. It's a secret, but it's coming. Next episode, I'm going to do it. All right. So the gauntlet. The ga- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just call it the gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is. Seven point two here mm-hmm. first on What Happened mm-hmm. Podcast. We're going to jump right into SFE services. Yeah, we got to catch up. And there's been a lot, uh, man. So last episode, I kind of dove into kind of the the, the capital piece of mm-hmm. of starting a business, running a business, right? You spend it, it, when you start a small business, you have all these years of what you would call sweat equity built up, right? And uh, <clears throat> Jason and I with Ten Soldier Race Cars, we talked about this on the episode I did with him. Mm-hmm. And, man, you're just grinding, grinding, grinding. Eventually, you hit, like, this point where you can grind no more. You need a little help. It's like, oh, you could hire an employee. Like, yeah, well, you got to pay that employee, mm-hmm. right? You, you you can do more of what you're doing. You just need more money to get to improve your production mm-hmm. department, right? Well, that's where SFE got, right? I got to the point where I needed to be able to hire employees and pay those employees so that I could grow another piece of the business. Mm -hmm. 
Floor cleaning was the bread and butter of SFE services. And back in May when we last talked, I was doing three to four nights of floor cleaning. Personally. Personally. You're only going to make so much money cleaning floors at restaurants three or four nights a week. Yeah, right? there's only one, Jeffrey. Yeah, you're not going to get to a million dollars in four years no. cleaning floors three or four nights a week, right? And there's nothing wrong with cleaning floors yeah. three or four nights a week. It's profitable. It's a start. I enjoy it. Listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Listen to a lot of books. Listen to a lot of music. But, yeah, I, I got to that point where I realized I needed capital so that I could pay employees to do the work that I was doing before I had the money, like before I had the the, the revenue to cover that. Yeah, that labor. cash flow. Cash flow. It's all a cash flow problem, right? Um, so thank you, QuickBooks. Got a capital loan, 18 months. I really like the 18 months thing mm-hmm. because – since our last podcast, I'm now down to below a year of having nice. it paid off. And so it's just like it's the monthly payments are massive, but like mm-hmm. it's just like within in, in no time. Like it's like, oh, yeah, that that thing that I got is now paid yeah. off. It felt like such a burden. And now you're like, oh, I can see the light at the end of the time. Because I had the capital to grow the business. Now it's like, oh, I've opened uh, I've opened up this whole other world of revenue mm-hmm. to where that $3,500 a month payment mm-hmm. is just like, oh, it's just another bill I pay. Yeah. It's no longer like, oh, how am I going to come up with $3,500 this month? Like, no, it's just another bill mm-hmm. of SFE services. It's a, it's a capital loan payment. Right? Yeah. It just is what it is. So I know I'm speaking on a very small scale. But if you like extrapolate SFE services or where I'm at now to these multi-million and billion-dollar companies, you now understand why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Why debt to them is not debt like you and I think about yeah. it. It's it's just another line line on the balance sheet. On the balance sheet, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, I I I, I want uh, I won't. Um, Belabor the point. So in that. summary, it's like the money that you put into this loan is now generating more revenue than is owed on the loan. Correct. So you're spending money to make money, the old adage. Correct. Yeah. It's generating more more revenue. It's creating new relationships, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, but yeah, all in all, things are going well. Um, I wouldn't suggest to anyone starting a new small business to immediately right. jump into a loan. When you knew, you knew. When I knew, I knew. It, it was just like, um, yeah, I need to It wasn't to like this. you were pondering, like, oh, I should just go get a loan. You were just like, I'm stuck, and this can be solved by cash right now. It, it, it was a billing problem at that point. Right. I had $20,000 in money in work <laughs> that I had done that I was like, I need that money, uh-huh. like, now. Yeah. Because um, you're not getting paid as fast as you have to pay your employees. Correct. You, you do. You, yeah. It takes you. You bill two weeks after you did two weeks of work. Then you give the customer two weeks to pay. Now you're at four weeks, which is a yeah. month. And if they pay on time, you get your money in a month. Which two weeks in the business world is pretty quick. Usually, net thirty is pretty standard. Just for our listeners, right? You know. So, no, I, I I agree. Yeah. So you were so you were feeling it even on a net. 
15. Yeah, 15. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and most people will be up at net 30, but employees aren't going to wait 30 days to get paid. Right. Well, They're Friday to Friday type. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. so yeah, that's cash flow problems right there. Cash flow problems and, you know, kind of solved it with, with capital there. So, yeah. So in this episode, we'll kind of dive into the step two of capital and where that has led me. And I'll just jump right into it, man. Uh, when we last spoke in May, uh, had I was just kind of um, getting my foothold in the Chick Fil A maintenance world, going in and doing preventive maintenance programs on Chick Fil A equipment, uh, refrigeration, fryers, ice cream machines, ice machines, whatever it may be. And one of the owners of, of one of the Chick Fil A's I serve knew the owner of a Culver's restaurant. Um, I, w- I won't say where, but um, just for, you know, for the, for the you know, privacy of, of, of their company. But uh, he knew the owner of a guy that owned two Culver's restaurant. If you know Culver's, they have phenomenal frozen custard. And, I, and, I, and I'm not just saying this just to like, you know, boost their brand, but um, I'm an ice cream connoisseur oh. and frozen custard is my jam. Oh. And Culver's was always like the place. The nearest Culver's to Mississippi was Bowling Green, Kentucky. So anytime we'd go north to Louisville or, or wherever, we'd stop in Bowling Green and get frozen custard at Culver's. So it's been really cool to to service Culver's yeah, and really kind of learn their business model and really kind of understand what they look for and really see the, the correlation between the quality of their food and the amount of resources they want to um, put towards taking care of their equipment. And, and, and what I mean by that is my, uh, like the the gentleman that that owns these two locations that reached out to me, like he was on on top of his stuff. Like he he knew exactly how he wanted his equipment to be taken care of, and I was really impressed. I was like, man, this is like what you're wanting is exactly what SFE Services aims to do. Mm-hmm. Culver's is going through the same growth um, spurt that Chick-fil-A went through probably about the time I was starting Chick-fil-A. Uh, their, their restaurants are running around probably three-ish million dollars a year in revenue, which is where Chick-fil-A's were when I first started. Hmm. Average volume of Chick-fil-A now is probably 10 to 12 million. Um, so that's a four, you know, times mm-hmm. growth. Well, just like just uh, like Chick Fil A, we used to always do all of our maintenance in house, right? We used to have like one person. It's like Johnny, you're going to work six hours a day in the kitchen, then you're going to do two hours of maintenance when you get done. Hmm. So, you know, sim- similar process to Culver's. Well, as the business grows and grows and grows, you can't have Johnny, who's also, you know, cooking burgers and custard during the day and trying to be the manager and also do the the equipment maintenance at the end of his shift. Now Johnny's working sixteen hours a day. And he hates Culver's, right? Um, yeah, it's just inconsistent across the board. It's like every every local absolutely. store is different with their maintenance programs. Sure. So that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, and so um, it, it was pretty cool kind of 
getting into Culver's and them, and them explaining to me like, hey, here's our problem. Here's we're we're growing, we're going really fast, and we just don't have the time or the resources to focus on making sure the coils on our refrigeration are clean and that our ice machine is taken care of and you know yeah. so on and so forth. So um, I've really people, when people have asked me about Culver's and how it's been, you know, working with them, working uh, for them, man. I really consider them like the Chick-fil-A of the burger and mm, custard industry. Butter burger. Oh, my. Oh, the butter burger. <laughs> yes. It makes me sick. <laughs> to, to be fair, Chick-fil-A makes me sick, too. It's, it's delicious, but it makes me sick. Yeah. I mean, the the culture, um, I, I really do feel like when I'm when I'm doing the, the maintenance program at a Culver's, I feel like, I feel like I'm at a, at a Chick-fil-A as well, just the way the, the employees you know, yeah, treat each other and, and the way they treat you. Uh, it's a consistent experience. It is. Which, from store to store. Like if I go to like a regular fast food, like a Taco Bell, a Wendy's, McDonald's, like mm-hmm. it depends. Like I don't know what I'm going to get. Like it's all over the place. The volatility and the experience is just crazy. But I, I know if I'm going to a Culver's, I can pretty much know what I'm going to Sure, yeah, and it's going to be a good experience. Sure. So they are very similar in that regard. They are, and it's it's very much kind of that family ish type mm-hmm. atmosphere, like where the you know, like one employee actually kind of cares about what the other other employees doing mm-hmm. and wants their coworkers to do well and so on and so forth. So, man, it's been really good. So to to summarize that piece of 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 the business, um. Went from doing just Chick-fil-A's to doing now Chick-fil-A's and Culver's. And then um, there's a local restaurant uh, here in Indianapolis that um, I've contracted with to do the – they're, they're, they're a bar and grill. And um, I contracted with them to clean behind their bar and in their kitchen once a month. They're really, they're really just wanting deep cleaning, hmm. right? Um, in, in the bar world, you're, I mean, the, this restaurant's very busy, and you know, you're slinging drinks. You got Coca Cola going this way, you got you know Fireball going that way. Things are getting sticky. Yeah, gimlets yada, yada, everywhere. Yada. Yeah, gimlets, gimlets, <laughs> giblets, uh, gauntlets, whatever they are. Um, so, you know, kudos to them. They realize like, hey. We were trying to do this deep cleaning on our own, but we don't have the resources or the time to stay on top of it. And uh, full disclosure, I'm a, a regular patron of said place. <laughs> and, um, man, they they asked me if I'd come in and, and be willing to do some deep cleaning. And, man, that's worked out, too. So, obviously, a much uh, smaller um, account, but still – diversifying the SFE services portfolio, which is really exciting to me. And I mean, on top of that, there's been at least one more Chick-fil-A that's come on board for um, the maintenance program. And man, it's really just been growing faster than I can keep up with, but also I've been intentionally kind of turning down some work, hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, I don't. I I don't ever want to get to the point to where 
I lose the the it factor of SFE services. A lot of the restaurants we go into and we service, they end up canceling their contracts with much larger um, mechanical HVAC refrigeration companies. They don't do it because I'm any smarter than the other people that were servicing them. They do it because I answer the phone, I text them back, hmm. I understand where they're at. Um, so that, for for me, starting out with SFE, it's like, man, how am I going to grow this beyond floor cleaning? You know, I grew it beyond floor cleaning. Okay, how am I going to grow this beyond just Chick-fil-A? Okay, now I've grown it beyond just Chick-fil-A. Man, how am I going to grow this without losing the the genesis of what SFE services is? And I think I'm I feel like not 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 that I think. I feel like I'm at that point to where I need to be very smart about the the business that I take on because I could either either do one of two things. I could either not take on enough business and SFE kind of stagnates, mm-hmm. right? Or I could take on too much and get overwhelmed and the quality of service that I provide to my customers, you know, decreases. And SFE also stagnates, you know, through that. <laughs> so how how do I kind of, you know, tote that fine fine line? Um I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I don't always know the answer to it. I really just try to, this might sound cliche, I really just try to just be me mm-hmm. to the customer. Man, if I was them in their shoes, like what would I want? Um, what would I be willing to to handle as far as lead times and service times and arrival times and, mm-hmm. you know, the amount they're, you know, the amount they pay or whatever. Um, and I, That's I think, kind of your competitive advantage because you're coming out of that world. Yeah. After years. And so, you know, what, sure. What's acceptable. It's my, com- it's my competitive advantage now. And that's where I get to where I'm like, I don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I've just gotten to this weird point with SFE where I, I, I feel like everything that we've done well could very easily, could much more easily be lost. Um, like when it comes to like floor cleaning. My competitive advantage with floor cleaning was like I knew how Chick-fil-A's wanted it to be clean because I was I was once in Chick-fil-A and I was in there cleaning floors every night. So I had hands-on control over that. Well now I'm not in there every night. I'm not I'm not in there any night cleaning floors. Like I I'm completely removed from that piece of the business. So it's it's a balance, um, man. I, I, for me, it just comes down to like investing in my employees, um, taking care of them 
loving on them, appreciating them, letting them know they're appreciated. Um, I don't know. I, feel like I, I know I'm kind of rambling, but it's, it's for me, it's a good ramble. Uh, this week, one of my employees invited me to his daughter's quinceanera. Nice. Guess where the fuck I'm going this weekend? <laughs> to his to yes. his daughter's quinceanera. Yeah, you have like, to. Like, not missing it. Mm-hmm. Not because it's going to, you know, not only because it's going to be an awesome party, but it's like, I think it's really cool that he invited me to it. And... Man, I'd love to be there to support him. I know I don't know for you know one hundred percent, but I have a good idea of how important a, quince, a quinceanera is right. in the you know Hispanic culture. And so, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting like super deep and philosoph- philosophical with it, but that's just the point. I, I, I that's just the point where I'm at with SFE. There's a lot of business that I could take on that I probably I probably will eventually take on. Yeah. But I just gotta figure out when I want to take it on. Speaking of, you know, too much work to take on, I know you and I have been gradually working on a side project called Panda Fly. Panda Fly. And dude. I'm not kidding, but I know you've it, it may not seem like it to the layperson, but you've made leaps and bounds with it. You actually gave me a demo mm-hmm. the other day and to refresh everyone's memory on what Pandafly is, Pandafly is and is going to be um a I guess like a, a work platform software, yeah. work organization. Facilities management, platform. work organization. Yep. Mm-hmm. For HVAC companies, mechanical companies, yeah. service companies to be able to organize their workloads, really. Yeah. And to keep track of the equipment that they have been servicing and be able and, – and not only for, for, for their end, but to be able to pr- provide that – information and data yeah to the customer which yeah. is which really we haven't really spoken about it much but dude i think that's really the going to be the key piece of pandafly is mm-hmm. being able to provide that data to the customer yes. of, hey here's what we did to your piece of equipment back in i don't know 2015 right and here's what we've done on it since 2015 so if you're considering buying a new piece of equipment, you know, you spent $4,000 on it in the past five years. You yeah. know, do you want to spend another 4000 Or, you know, it, yeah. it gives them a basis to be able to make decisions. Should we keep repairing? Should we replace? Yes. You it, know. It, I think it does two major things. It, it puts into perspective what has happened with that piece of equipment, you know, because for the, for the reasons you've talked about it's like well this this machine you know it's not under warranty we've done these you know we think we've done this it seems like this but to have definitive answers like well it's been worked on two times a year for the last six years and this past year it's worked you know eight things have gone wrong it kind of gives you an indicator like okay we probably need to think about replacing this thing or they think it's been worked on eight times in the past year they go back and look just like oh actually that was four years ago last time it's been touched so it puts things (laughs) into perspective as far as equipment maintenance but i think it also streamlines the communication channels between 
yeah. service companies and the customers. Cause like that just gets lost. You know, it's like they, somebody fills out a ticket, it goes to somewhere, then another place, and then somebody might show up and fix it. They might not fix it right, but nobody really knows. And so it's just like all of that is going to be put into one place in it. Yeah. Cause in putting information in the tips of the customers, but also, you know, giving the service companies the ability to, um, yeah, streamline that to follow up on those things to know what the customer's thinking to to see what service requests they have. It, it it's uh it's exciting, and it's getting very close. It is to beta. Yes, so we can get it out there. And I love the word you just used, beta, because people often don't realize how much. It freaking takes to develop sometimes the most simplest of softwares. And this isn't the most simplest of no. softwares in my yeah. to you it may be because you've it's been doing this. Forever. No, it's not that simple. But like I feel like I've like thrown just like confetti at the wall and you've just like picked out the colors and the streams that mm -hmm. you, that you're like, okay, this makes sense. Uh, uh, I've, still, I've still got the original brainstorming session on my whiteboard. My <laughs> Dude, we should you take were, a picture. You were into and it. And put it on the podcast. Oh, uh, so good. <laughs> Before I forget, we need to track dollars spent mm. on PandaFly. Yeah, that's easy to do. Don't let me forget. We need that. Yeah. Uh, wait, as you were talking, you're like, money spent, this, that, and the other. And I was like. To know how much you spend on repairs. Yes. Because honestly, at the end of the day. A customer doesn't care if something's been worked on 20 times if it costs five bucks each yeah, time. Well, that's, that's, that's 100 true. bucks over yeah. the past year. Yes. It's like, but if you it's been worked on stuff four times and each time was 1,200 bucks, yeah. it's like, and then you could graph that, that stuff out. Yeah. I know you you and data visualization. I love data are, visualization. You know, two peas in a pod. <laughs> um, yeah. So, sorry. Hey. This is this is SFE Services. This is Wide Open Podcast. You signed up for it. You're listening on purpose. We didn't force you to. Um, we're we're brainstorming this as we go, and this is this is the, real. This is the world we live in. But no, you gave me the 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 um, the demo of PandaFly, mm -hmm. and literally all I could like think as you were giving me the demo was like, "Holy shit! Like this is ours." Yeah, this is happening. Like, you and I have worked together for larger companies uh -huh. where no matter, like, what we did, yeah. it was always, like, someone else's, like, right. product. Yeah. Right? Yep. And and, and and I know you have, like, your products with Ticket Taker and other things mm -hmm. that, that are, like, oh, yours. Wow. I remember that. Um, and I've got stuff, you know, with SFE with Floor Cleaner or yeah. whatever it may uh -huh. be. But, like, like, this is ours. Like, no one... No one will take this from right. us. Yeah, no, right. yeah, that's exciting. And I feel confident with the experience you have in, in working with larger companies and being able to know um, ways or, or, or know things that are no no things that larger companies look for yeah. in in software yeah. and data visualization and data. Mm -hmm. Value valualization, like get, mm -hmm. getting getting um, knowing what value yeah. for, no. from the software you gave yeah. them, right? Yes. Um, that's what brings me a lot of hope and a lot of promise with PandaFly and the name PandaFly. It's pretty. It's, it's obscure. <laughs> it, but it's easy to remember. Yeah, it's 
has zero relevance to. <laughs> I, bought, um, I bought that domain, but name you like did it fifteen yeah. years ago. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and now here it is. No, this is the Twitter? perfect use for Twitter. It. What's a Twitter? Yeah, right. What's a, I, right. I don't know. Is, is that freaking a, a, a snow machine? When like, it came available, I was like. This is going to be used for something. <laughs> I, I, I was, I don't even think I was married at the time. I was like, oh, this would be a cool domain name sometime. I remember you and I having that conversation. And you're like, I've got it. Yes. I've got yeah, it. that's right. We're going to use it. I'd given you about 75 other examples or other business <laughs> ideas to use it on. Yes. And you're like, no, no that's no, not stupid. No. It's like the, the mobile beer vendor. I'm like, no, nah, keep thinking. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I don't even remember that one. I'm glad you did. You put a lot more thought into it than I, I did. Like, no. um, this one's a winner. I don't know, the mobile, mobile beer vendor. Yeah, it was like. It could work somewhere. <laughs> uh, Pretty sure it's illegal. <laughs> anyways, um, man, I feel like I, I covered a lot in a short amount of time. Things there's have, still more to talk about, though. Late on I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, we haven't even covered everything. There's still more to your business and things that need to be um, talked uh, about in the, in the next episode. Yeah, and it just, there's an, I mean, we'll just kind of tease the tickler here. Um, there's an account I'm working on that could be damn near a year's worth of growth with one account. Hmm. <laughs> Everybody knows my goal, a million dollars in four years. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. million dollars in four years. Yeah. 250 bucks, 250 bucks, 250,000 in a year. Yeah. We, it was all, October last year yeah. when we did our first podcast. <gasps> so it's been a year and $250,000. We eclipsed it. We're on track. Yes. For a million dollars. <laughs> Let's go. That's good. We need to find the exact date of when we launched the podcast. And I think it was like October 17th. Okay. That's perfect because that's when I'm busting out the secret weapon drink. If you've got a split <laughs> second, I could probably let's find do it. it. This, uh, I'm sorry. I don't even care what SFE does. This drink <laughs> is going to make everything. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Um, I'm sure my wide audience of followers could find this a lot faster than I could. Uh, That's right. I don't even really listen to podcasts. So, first episode was published on Spotify September 11th oh, of last year. So, we're almost a month over. September, we published on September 11th. We, we're such freaking idiots. <laughs> 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 we're like, like, oh, this seems like a good date to publish a podcast. It's, it's the date of renewal. <laughs> it's the date of rebirth. Right. So we've been at it for over a year now, technically. Yeah. With, yeah. This, with this episode. Yeah. Um, we but a, right. to be honest, um, I think we were like $270,000 in revenue. Right. So we eclipsed the two fifty mark by about $30,000. Um, like I said. Honestly, honestly, if I had to bet. I think the the bigger growth is ahead because I think that first quarter of growth is the hardest to get off the ground. Yeah. If, oh no, for sure. It's so it, it's like you're saying like I oh, recorded the way they were on target, but I think you're ahead of target. Man, I, and I felt it too. Kind of what I was alluding to earlier. It's like the more growth I do, the more growth that is waiting to be done mm -hmm. because. It's 
it's crazy the amount of people I meet. They're like, oh, you do this? Like, you you service restaurants? Oh, I, I, I yeah. own a restaurant or it, I know somebody it, who owns a restaurant. Tends, and they've been looking for someone to do yeah. what you do. Yeah. It and tends I'm to like, grow exponentially. Uh, and so, like I, like I was alluding to earlier, I'm trying – I'm in this place of – I don't want to take on everything. I don't want to be at every little mom and pop. Yeah. I want to be able to have a structure that I can grow to where it's like, hey, crew A, you're going to do Chick-fil-A's in Wisconsin for the next week. Mm-hmm. And every Chick-fil-A in the Wisconsin – in the Wisconsin – in Wisconsin no, – in the Wisconsin. Is, <laughs> okay. I had <laughs> uh, practically the same. Mm-hmm. Group. Or crew B, you're going to be servicing Culver's in Illinois. The Illinois. <laughs> the Illinois. <laughs> um, they're all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot harder to have like single location. Yeah. One restaurants. Yeah. yeah. I can do those. Those are fun to do. Like I love supporting local businesses and helping those out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um Hopefully, I have a very large announcement, a mm. two to $300,000 announcement yeah. to make in the next episode. Yeah. We'll see. I've I've been holding those cards kind of close to the chest. Uh, I don't want to wave the checkered flag until um, 100 feet past the finish line. Yeah. You ever but, seen that TikTok video of people celebrating early? I get Beat at the finish. <laughs> you don't want to be. You don't want to be that guy. No, no, I don't want to. Um, man, I really, for me, it, it just all come, comes down to doing doing what I do, doing what we do at SFE, doing the best we can, settling for. No, no, you've, excellence. You've, you've passed your quota of efforts. <laughs> settling for excellence. <laughs> and what is settling for excellence? That's literally you against yourself, doing the best that you can do. And if you leave a work site, whether you're cleaning floors, whether you're servicing equipment, no matter what you're doing, whether you're waking up in the morning and you're pissing in in, in the toilet, hmm. if you leave that toilet, that work site, wherever you're like, that was the best piss, that was the best work I could do, you clean the toilet seat, you do an extra little doodad for the Culver's or the Chick-fil-A you're working in that they weren't expecting. That's you against yourself. That's the best you could do. That's settling for excellence. And on that note, Dan, unless you've got anything else to add, I, I'm into this one. I don't know what to add to pissing in toilets. I mean, if that's if that's where, <laughs> if that's where we're ending, then we're, that's where we're ending. Settle for excellence. I'm on board. Let's go. Episode 11, Wide Open Podcast. We out.